1: You know, they're not good enough defensively. Uh, they allow too many too many extra possessions for the other team. But I, I also don't think it's it's a disaster. Um, I, I think that there's a good team in there somewhere.
2: Yeah, I think there's a good team in there. But like you said, results have to prove otherwise. You know, uh, I love some of the things I've seen from the Nets. Obviously, it's good to see Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving back and, and scoring at the rate that they've been. But... You know, my overarching th- thought, other than the fact that content's great, I mean, we had one the the, the video of of Ben Simmons uh, getting yelled up to shoot by Kyrie did something like two million views on our Twitter because people <laughs> love love talking about the Nets. Um, my overarching thought is is the fact that the Nets have the expectation, and I think that doesn't go away, uh, of being a contender for a championship. Right? They they have to be if you're signing Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving brought in James Harden you trade him out for Ben Simmons all that stuff you have to have that expectation so it's very high expectation for the Nets but right now it doesn't look like we're we're even we're even half that but on the bright side I think we have fixable problems and I think we'll you know continue to have a at least a, a mildly optimistic view of the of the the time going forward with the Nets you know if we can address some of these problems. All right, so let's go back to Monday. Let's go back
0: to the Memphis Grizzlies game at the FedEx Forum. The Nets lose that game 134 to 124. So when you just hear the score right away, you're like, well, damn. They gave up 134 points. They scored 124 points and weren't able to win. Um, here's my thoughts at that, going back to that game. The Memphis Grizzlies, I, I said on the last episode, the Memphis Grizzlies always beat us. We It doesn't matter. Like, I think they they beat the Nets the last like five times in a row. And when you go down there to Memphis, to their place, the FedEx Forum, they're, these young guys have a vibe in there. They have a confidence in there. They're dancing and swagging. And, hey, I mentioned John Morant, but Desmond Bain is another bully. We let him knock down shots in the second half and – I think they just checked the Nets' chin. You know you know what chin checking is. It's just like just trying to see how tough you are. And I think there is a word out on the street, which we already know. Uh, Keith Morris, shout out to Keith Morris. He's supposed to be rejoining the team Saturday. He hasn't been with the team these last three games. But Keith Morris said this in media day. He said, you know, like the Nets were soft. And people knew you could run through their chest. When he was with the Miami Heat, he knew – they all knew, hey, just go through these guys' chest. Be physical with them. And now you've got guys like Ben Simmons. And, of course, he's not in full rhythm yet. They're they're checking him. He's fouling out. He's getting teed up. That's another thing. There's been so many technical fouls on the Nets. Um, when, in this Memphis game, I just looked at it as, okay, uh, they were with them in the beginning. They had the lead at some points. And, uh, you know, the, they had a seven-point lead at one point. And in the second half, the Grizzlies came out and punched them in the mouth, and they didn't have enough defense to stop them. Um, I feel like they just got bullied a little bit. Robin, what were you thinking
1: uh, watching that Memphis game on Monday? Well, the Nets are a weak team. It's a soft, weak, however you want to put it. Uh, they, they don't get enough defensive stops when it really matters. They, they constantly give up second-chance opportunities to the other team, whether it's their their turnovers or not securing a defensive rebound. Um, they, they constantly go through these lapses where you just are like, what are you doing? Or, you, you know, you make a mistake on a rotation, you leave an open three-point shooter there. Um, and that's something that has to be proven otherwise. You know, they have to, to show that's not who they are. I think they've been more competitive this year. I mean, for, for the encouraging sign, I think they've taken some of these punches and, and tried to come back. In some of these games now eventually that has to show up in the results but yeah i mean when they play uh, first of all the grizzlies are an actual contender and when you play these big physical teams that, that have a level of physicality about them that's generally the, the nets achilles heel so uh, i mean until that fundamental issue is addressed, because the, the nets are never going to be a burly team they're never going to be the most physical team in the league they're built to, to score they're built to spread the floor they're built to shoot But they also have to show, hey, you're not going to just push us around and we're going to gang rebound and and, and we're going to we're going to get the ball and push it and set up our shooters that way. Um, and, And that label soft, weak applies. It's a fair label.
2: Yeah, I I think they're weak, and if you're looking at things from that game that I think you can actually take and expand out to other games, because, you know, John Morant is an MVP candidate. Kevin Durant said that he's going to be one of the faces of the league going forward. Him putting up big numbers on the Nets is not something that anyone should be surprised by. Uh, But the kind of thing that I think is going to, you know, really cause problems for the Nets is is someone like Desmond Bain, who, and I actually turned on uh, parts of the the Memphis home broadcast for a little while to hear how they were talking about this matchup and Desmond Bain had not been playing well going into this game he had not been someone that they believed where it was you know hitting his stride in the way that he had last season or or in a way that they were expecting for this season and he puts up 38 points against the Nets mostly in the second half and that's the kind of thing where I think you know if, if we can stop other teams primary scores if we can stop them that's You know, icing on the cake. But we can't get killed by secondary scorers. There's going to be matchup nightmares for the Nets, but Desmond Bain isn't the kind of person that we should be allowing to score 38 points. That's the kind of killer, the Nets killer, that we've seen happen in the past. And that's something that I think genuinely needs to be addressed because whether it's uh, issues with rotation, you know, messing up on uh, defensive alignments, any of that stuff, it, it, it seems to really coalesce for the Nets, particularly in the second halves of games. When we are trying to, whether it's secure a lead or stay in the game or come back from a small deficit, it, it seems to really kill us. And not to, to jump ahead too much, but we saw a great example of that uh, in the Mavs game last night in overtime, and the Mavs hit those back-to-back threes. You know, the Nets struggle with stopping that second score. And if we if we can't stop that second score going forward, I think genuinely that is something that might cause bigger problems for the Nets going forward than anything else we've seen so far. There was a lot of chirping in this game early on. I feel like
0: the Nets came to play. They have been competing. They know that teams are trying to punk them. There was some chirping early on with Dylan Brooks and Katie and some text in this game. Um, before we move on, I'll say this. Taylor Jenkins is one of the best coaches in the NBA. And uh, we, we've already talked about the matchup between superstars in each game. You can't leave out the head coaches either. So this is Taylor Jenkins versus Steve Nash. And this is another game where you come out at halftime or you come out after halftime and they get smacked. That third quarter is where you lose the game and it starts to separate. And Desmond Bain ended up having 38 points. He went crazy from three. He was eight for 11 from deep. And in the beginning of the game, he he didn't have that many points. I think out of his 38, he might've had like 10 or 13 points in the first half. He poured it on in the second half. Um... They also had this guy, Santi Aldama. Santi Aldama is the guy that was chosen in the draft right after Dayron Sharp. So, Dayron Sharp was picked 29 and Aldama was picked 30. So, those two will forever be linked. Uh, Dayron is not exactly there yet. And you'll see where I'm going with this as we get through the rest of the games. He played how many minutes in this first game? Uh, in this Memphis game, he played 14 and a half minutes. Joe Harris had 22 minutes. Joe Harris is another guy. Uh, he's not the Joe we've seen in the past. He's trying to also work back after missing a lot of time. You need him on the floor for spacing. But, man, do we we need him to knock down his shots. When he's open, he's
1: got to hit his threes. I mean, yeah. like, that's that's why you exist. That's why you're paid the money that you're paid. Sorry, you know, when you're open, you got to hit the open threes, Joe Harris
0: right he's not out there for his defense he was two for seven from deep uh that's it's tough to win when they're hitting your their threes and you're not it's that simple like they're it's a make or miss league they're making their shots you're not Kevin Kevin Durant had 37 and he started early uh Kyrie had 39 it does not matter these guys can go for damn near 40 and uh not get it done um all right let's see oh no that was the Mavericks score Um, I'm looking at different box scores. But it was close, right? Literally. So what did I just say? In this Mavericks game, uh, Kevin Durant had 37. Kyrie had 39. In the Grizzlies game, Kevin Durant had 37. Kyrie had 37. It's the same thing.